Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Make sure you visit them right here in the heart of Joplin on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Not a matter of if, a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tires service. So get that taken care of right here at Downtown Lube. And we thank you guys for being with us today. A little midweek show, changing up the schedule a little bit for you. Uh, for some of you, podcast is just coming out earlier, and that's probably a good thing. But we do appreciate all of our listeners, especially those of you uh, who listen to it live, who join the chat, who tweet at us. It has not gone unnoticed, and it is still – it's the off season. We're going to get into some basketball hmm. today. It's the NFL off season. We're also going to get into these um, report cards. It's the teacher in me coming back out. The report cards that the NFL released today – over their facilities and things like that. I find it very fascinating. Took a deep dive into that earlier today, so we'll talk about that. But a couple other things that I wanted to talk about. First, one, welcome. Oh, thank Big you. Country. How you doing? I'm How you good, doing? man. I'm doing good. Great. This Jalen Carter news is different. And I'll tell you, man, the, like, the Deshaun Watson stuff really changed the way that I view and react to any mm-hmm. news especially in the NFL. Because even hearing this and seeing the tweets earlier today, old me would have been quick to judge. Say, man, this guy can't be in the NFL. <laughs> I'm going to hold off a little bit on that. It, it feels weird, and he might be a terrible person. He's a young kid. He's going to be charged with reckless driving and racing. And it does sound like that he was maybe involved a little bit with a, a, an accident that resulted in two people dying. I don't know that that exactly makes him at fault. It's not a good thing. It's a little weird, but I'll hold off any judgment. I don't know. I, I worry there. more so I'm not on the mental side of Jalen Carter on how he's responding to this. Because it, it's one thing to be in trouble, you know what I mean, for the reckless driving and the racing. But it's the fact that the teammate that you did it with passed away. Like the results of you guys, you know, having fun, being out on the town, drinking, uh was it Wilcox was a kid's name? Was it Jordan Wilcox or I think anywho, Wilcox, the former Georgia player and a staff member from the University of Georgia have passed away due to this accident. And it's just to me, it's how does Jalen Carter respond to that mentally? How is he handling that? Is he taking responsibility for it? Does he feel extra responsibility because of it? And how does that transition, you know, into the league? Because I think the more of these documentaries that we see come out about sports, like full swing on Netflix with these golfers. I, to me, I didn't realize how much mental aspect went of the game of golf and things on and off the field. The Manti Teo special that came out, we know about that. That mentality of just completely changed who he was as a player with what he dealt with at Notre Dame coming into the NFL. How does this affect Jalen Carter going through college, winning a national championship, doing this, losing a teammate because of it, and now you're going into the league while, one, being scrutinized by people, and, two, having to deal with the fact of, okay, hey, I'm partially responsible for what just happened there. Yeah, and probably, like you said, partially responsible. We've all done some irresponsible things. I don't think anything I've ever done has led to Mm -hmm. somebody dying. Well, 
Maybe. <laughs> I hope I haven't because I'm not aware of it right now. <laughs> right? I don't know. I had a best friend die a couple years ago. Partially responsible? I don't know. Are you serious? Yeah. That you might be partially responsible for it? Lived a wild life. Shoot, dude. I'd say. Now I've got that on my conscience. I'll be all right. I'm fine. When Jalen Carter, though, a couple questions do arise. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with his draft stock. I know that this is a terrible thing to do, and I hate that we have to have this, like, disclaimer every time. Players get in trouble. But if you're good at football, nobody cares. Jalen Carter's good at football. I don't think that he is going to drop in the draft. We were kind of texting about it earlier today. I really don't think that he will. I I still think that he goes number four overall to the Chicago Bears. I still think they trade back. And you would even kind of ask the question of, like, will this hurt um, the value of that pick? I don't think so because teams are still trying to trade up to get their quarterback. I think if Bryce Young were the one in trouble, then it affects the value of that number one overall pick. But teams are still trying to trade up to get to Bryce Young. So I think that the Bears are still in a good position to trade back. And it's a shitty thing to say because you, know, you have a guy who's being charged with reckless driving and racing and maybe partially involved in the death of some people. I just I don't think that this is going to hurt his draft stock that much. I, I think that he's still going to be drafted probably number four overall. Maybe even as high as number three. Uh, Jake, welcome back to the chat. Love to have you. Even ask, is there a possibility that he falls to number seven with the Raiders? No, he's not going to fall to number seven. And no, the Raiders absolutely cannot take a guy with a reckless driving charge. Raiders are a Raider, man. <laughs> he's he's got to be off the board for them. <laughs> Can you imagine the backlash? He's not driving in Vegas. I'll tell you that. He's got a driver with him all the time. If you're taking a player you 10 so. overall or in the top 10, excuse me, yeah, hey, you're affording to pay him that amount of money to just have a driver. Like You're never getting behind the steering wheel again. Not in this city. Mm-hmm. No. It, some of these guys, it, some of these players have handlers anyway. They have a guy that's tied to them and that is like, hey, you're going to be their mentor, your security, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. They're guys that have made their way into the NFL by having that job specifically. Maybe that's what you do with Jalen Carter. We, I mean, Todd McShay uh, had talked about a little bit of character concerns with Jalen Carter before, and it sounds like maybe that's even a little bit different than this story. So maybe he is an immature kid. And maybe you know he's a, a top-recruited mm-hmm. uh, prospect who has always just kind of been the dude. And sadly, those guys get a little bit entitled sometimes. So maybe that's it. Maybe he gets to the NFL and he gets a little bit of humbling. I don't know. I don't know anything about Jalen Carter other than he's a phenomenal interior defensive lineman. And he's probably going to be drafted in the top five still. Make Buku loads of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, he did leave the combine. He was going to go there. I don't think he was going to participate. But he was set to be on the podium. But left. He's going to go back to Athens. Uh, where he's facing these charges, and, uh, you know, typical I'm going to clear my name fashion. We'll see what happens. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Um, I don't know. Speeding and racing doesn't necessarily make you responsible for somebody else wrecking and dying, but I don't know. I don't know all the details. I'm looking at it the point of view of, like, if you're driving through traffic at a high rate of speed with a teammate here and then all of a sudden 
you're driving and you look back and like you see them crash and then you leave. You know what I mean? You drive away from the scene. The, yeah. And there was a report that he led cops away from what had happened. And so it's just like, was that just mm-hmm. the fear in them of just like, okay, I don't want to be in trouble. I don't right. know what happened to them. And then you find out they're dead. And it's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Or it is college football. I love college football. How much of it was a handler that he maybe already has of, nope, go ahead and you're yeah. going to leave the scene. We're going to say this was a one-car accident. No problem here. I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. And maybe that is the case, too. Um, another thing happening in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, has, he's out of the dark, mm-hmm. but he's not shining any light on what he's doing. Uh, it is March. We wondered on <laughs> Sunday if it would happen. You have one week, sir. One he's got week. five days. It, it, well, just got. Once again, once again, just dragging his feet and, oh, oh. Such Aaron Rodgers. I think the podcast came out today with the is it the Aubrey or Audrey guy that he did it with discussing, you know, the journey that he went on in the darkness. I think it dropped today, but I didn't listen to it. I did not. So I, I think that's kind of where he comes out and kind of opens up about everything that had happened and what his experience was with it. And the one line that kind of has gone viral with it, you know, where he's like, ah, oh, you know, I took a day or two to think about what life would be like retired. And I took a couple of other days to think of what life would be like if I stayed in the NFL and continued to play. And some people are in an uproar about that. Like, that was the whole reason he went to do this deal. Yeah, I have like, no problem with that. Like, what is he yeah, supposed he's just to supposed to... I mean, the fact that you did it in a dark room is weird, but like that, yeah. he should be taking time to figure that out. I also can't imagine going into that situation and coming out with the thought process of, yeah, I want to play. That's kind of one. Or maybe it's the... If you're contemplating moving on from something, you should probably move on. And maybe the other side of it, too, is like, oh, you know, like, tired of football, want to move on, do other things with life. And then maybe in the darkest retreat, it's like, I actually don't know what else I'm going to do. I'm going to be bored, and I'm going to miss this, and I'm actually just going to want it more. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the four days, he was like, you know, I kind of wish I just had a football to throw around because I'm bored. Can't. It's dark. I don't know where I'm throwing it to. Barely, I think I missed the toilet when I was going piss earlier, too. So I think it's kind of one of those deals where it's like, maybe he was just like, hey, I actually do kind of miss being out in the real world with everybody. Let me, let me you know what's cool? Let me join Sunlight. Team. <laughs> yeah, vitamin D, pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's a weird dude, and I, I don't know what's going on with him. But I know that he had come out before and said that he wouldn't drag his feet this offseason, and he still is. Yeah, he, just, he shouldn't have said it because, honestly, making this decision, I think he's operating on a pretty fair mm-hmm. timetable. If your season ends in, like, January, take February, we're into a little bit of March. Like, I think that's enough time. I think that's fair. It's The problem I have with Aaron Rodgers is that you come out and you say things like, I don't want $50 million. I never asked for 50 And then you sign for $50 million. Or this one saying, like, I won't take as much time this offseason. And then you do take I as tell much the time truth, this offseason. I tell the truth, but I'm very close to lying. <laughs> like, that's Aaron Rodgers. Like, I just imagine... That's how he talks in his head when he like thinks he's tricking everybody because he thinks he's smarter than everybody. He does. He does. And he's a very smart guy. He's a great quarterback. Just get out of your own yeah. way, man. The unvaccinated, like, oh, I'm, what do you say? I'm yes. immunized? Just get out of your own way. Stop talking so much. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't talk so much in the past three years, I might still like him. <laughs> For me, I still view it as the fact is like everything the man says, people just take a deep dive in. Like, he almost just says that to just be like, okay, hey, like, I answered your question, but, like, if I give you guys the answers of the truth and stuff, you're going to sit here and judge me and make fun of me for it, so I might as well say something I also think is humorous and get judged and made fun of again for it. 
Maybe. Like, I'll say some stupid stuff sometimes because I find it funny myself. Same. I don't care if anybody else laughs. I don't care if anybody else gets it. <laughs> I will chuckle about it later. Like, that's some of the funniest yeah. stuff. My I've thing is, like, come on, that's funny. You should, that's the funniest thing you're probably going to hear today. Come on, laugh, Grandma. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's not funny. So we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers um, in that one, too. I, I don't know. I just assume the next time we do a show, he will be making a decision. I don't, I don't know if that's the he case should or do, not. I mean, yeah, he almost has to. Yeah. <laughs> or he's once again a liar. We'll see you, boys, next Thursday. See you Sunday without a decision. Um, so, and then Thursday, it's like, come right. on, man. Now, other teams trying to make a decision about their quarterback are the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, their GM was at the at the um, the combine today, uh, at the podium, taking questions, and I, he had a very bold statement. He said that the Ravens want to get a deal done with Lamar Jackson before the tag deadline, mm-hmm. which is Tuesday. That feels pretty. Yeah, optimistic. and this is next Tuesday, as in the sixth, correct? I believe so. Uh, I just can't imagine those sides are close enough. That's kind of what I was thinking. That's like that's where I was going to go with that. I was like, there's no way you're going from like rumors being out there, like, hey, you know, like they might just move on or possibly trade or what could they get in a trade package, to hey, yeah, we'll have a deal by next week. Like a lot's got to happen there. Someone's got to give a lot. Like got to give a lot. Or maybe, maybe the Ravens are should be more in the know. <laughs> they should be than uh, you know, media members are. Maybe they actually think, yeah, we are pretty close. We're, we're going to get this thing done. We're going to hammer it out. Who's his weekend. mom talking to? How has no one made friends with the mom? Like maybe him making his mom his agent was the best thing he's done. Because now there's not an agent out there that has a connection to media members. And you're like, hey, like, these are the whispers. Help spread this. Like we don't know anything yeah. from the side of Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Or, or at least it doesn't I, feel I that way. I think that having his mom as an agent is a weird move, and it's not one that I would do. But also with his mom, there's none of this like politicking. Like, hey, you get my guy a deal here, mm-hmm. I'll work out something else for you on this player, which is a weird thing. Oh, it absolutely. Happens. Yeah, help me out here, and I'll help you out there. Um, so I, I don't know, uh, but I, I thought it was very optimistic for them to come out and say, and they have done a good job all along of saying we want to get a deal done with Lamar. And I, I think that it is maybe even. Lamar Jackson and, and his camp knowing, yeah, we're going to drive up the price a little bit. Say we want a fully guaranteed deal. We don't really, but give us 200 mil. That's just how the game goes. You know, it's like NBA players deleting stuff off their Instagram. You say you want a fully guaranteed deal, then you don't get one, but you get a lot of money. So maybe they will resign him. Uh, I'm not, I don't have anything against the Ravens. I actually like that organization, but I do find myself rooting for. For some traction here, for for Lamar Jackson to go somewhere else, just because. Oh, I want to see the movement for sure. Yeah, I want I want Marsh to repeat itself in the NFL. I want what we got in twenty twenty two to happen in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I I I think it's going to be ecstatic with some younger quarterbacks. Let's get these boys moving around. Mm -hmm. You know, it was last year at this time too. We always talk about Rodgers and Wilson. Wasn't like the Deshaun Watson stuff was still. Oh, we're in the middle of it where there were just more and more right. numbers coming. Like, you know what I mean? Allegations coming up or accusations, I should say. That number just kept rising. I remember we were in the middle of doing the show and I was like, he's at what, 19 or was it 16? And we were just stunned. Because, I mean, we were doing it live, you know, in the mornings. It was like, what in the world? How do we respond to this? 
Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's all getting itself figured out. But then it was just you're in the middle of trying to process <laughs> that, and it's like, boom. Russell Wilson is, you know, requesting a trade. Or at some point, he's like, hey, these are the four landing spots he would like to go. And it's like, we're not trading Russell Wilson. Boom, Russell Wilson gets traded. And so now heading into this year, it's, okay, what's Aaron Rodgers going to do? Where's Derek Carr going to sign? Does Lamar Jackson get moved? What teams are going to trade up to get a quarterback in this year's draft? And we were talking before the show, still really not that excited about this draft. Like, I mean, I yeah. just I've, I've tried to. Be. I've even tried like looking at other mock drafts, and I'm just like, man, I just don't freaking care. And I know that mm-hmm. like kind of sounds yeah. bad, but it's just more of the fact of like, I don't feel like any of these guys are good. Like, there's not enough hype around these guys that are deeper in the first to early second round, where it's like, ooh, here we go. How do you feel about the quarterbacks? I don't think spots? any of them are going to be good. Including uh, Bryce Young, I think he's going to be he's going to be too short. I mean. He's listed at six foot. I wouldn't be like. Did he officially get the height at six foot? Has he done his official measurement at the combine yet? Is that what happens tomorrow? No. So not yet. that's going to be interesting. I think he's much shorter than what people are probably enlisting him as. C.J. Stroud. I would like to see that work out. I just don't feel like there was enough plays made by him at Ohio State to, you know, signify the fact of like, hey, he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. He had so much talent I have a lot of around him at Ohio State. As well. And I feel like I've gone back and forth on TJ Stroud so many times that I really just – I'm at a point where, like, if I didn't see it the first time, I don't feel like I'm going to see it right now. And then – And maybe this sounds like a cop-out answer by me. I would like to see both those quarterbacks be good. I will not be surprised if both of them uh, – That's just kind of what I'm expecting. And then, like, with Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, they're project guys. Like you need him to come in and sit a year and then make something happen, but with the way the NFL works, it's so quick to be like, "Oh, this guy's done. This guy doesn't get it, and he's out of there." I think like Jordan Love. If Jordan Love comes out, excuse me, if Aaron Rodgers decides to leave the Packers and Jordan Love gets the starting position and he's good this next year, I think we go back to where guys are drafted in the middle of the first round or right there, you know, kind of five to fifteen range, and then it's a. Uh, We'll let these guys sit for a little bit and develop. We'll let our projects actually be a project instead of trying to rush this process. And that would be nice yeah. to see that change of pace back in the NFL instead of being drafted, thrown in an awful situation, and then just being like, yeah, this guy stinks when they're not winning. But we get excited about players every year, which is fun. I'm not here to rain on anyone's parade. I love the NFL draft, too. Most of these guys are going to be bad. Even looking back at the quarterbacks, just off the top of my head, where we've had these two like the tandem quarterbacks, where it's like, oh, can't mm-hmm. miss. You're going to get one of them. Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Yeah, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston. I, would you would you say Goff is a bust? Uh, no, I mean he's been to a Super Bowl, and he's going to get. Yeah, he's. I wouldn't say he's a bust, but Sean McVay is going to get a lot of credit for that. But I mean, I think this last year, what he did in Detroit, where you know the knock was he can't win on the run, he can't play in the cold. He's got to get accustomed to him. He's been a California boy his whole life. Like, he's not used right. to playing in the snow at Green Bay or anything like that. You know, being out in cold in Chicago, like, that's a different world. Two years into it, hey, look pretty freaking solid the back stretch yeah. of the season last year. Carson Wentz, I would say that's a bust. Mm-hmm. But that's whatever. Well, um, I mean. Other guy, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. If, Jam- if uh, Carson Wentz finds his way to the Chiefs' backup quarterback, I mean, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Chiefs go so? back You think back. that'll – that would be freaking hilarious. I mean, that would be like the perfect thing to happen for Carson Wentz. You go to the Eagles, you get injured. They need yeah, a back and they need one. I wouldn't personally like was, it, but at the same time, it's like I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs do it. I would like to see Shane Bouchelle. I, I agree, completely agree. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if he's ready. 
I think I the like Chiefs like it. a big, strong. I know Mahomes loves him. Like Chad Henney's there, of course, but someone that you know you can rely on to, to at least be there for a drive or two. Carson Wentz yeah. can fill that yeah. role cheaply. Right. Maybe so. Um, yeah. Uh, Marcus Mariota, I bust. Jameis Winston is another one that's interesting. I don't know that I would call him a bust, but he hasn't. He's not good. He's not on that team anymore. I I would not be surprised if we see Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud kind of fall into that mix where, ooh, one of them is really not good at all, and the other one is just mm-hmm. okay. Or maybe you know, with Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, they were really good for a, a, early. Yeah, in the they career. got huge, not contracts. for a long time or anything, but yeah, they got their big second time. Contracts, even Mariota and Winston, it's like, all right, we'll hang on to these guys for a little bit. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is like that. Or you know, even the uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, yeah. and uh, was it Sam Darnold that was the second quarterback taken? <sighs> Neither one of those guys. And then it went out. Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson. Yep. Yeah, yeah, later yeah. on in that draft. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think some of the other guys is probably a little too early to tell how good they're going to be. But you know, usually. I think we got into this habit of just thinking that the top quarterback was going to be good. I don't yeah, know. If that's I don't the know, case. Jim. I mean, even back in 2017, Mitch Trubisky, like he wasn't good. I think we're seeing maybe more bust at quarterback than ever because everyone's looking for the next guy. I mean, everyone wants the next guy that they take to be the dude. Well, they're taking big risks, mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying. You used to be able to draft a guy at 15 at quarterback. You can't do that anymore. You have to trade up yeah. and get your quarterback. So it is, it's putting more pressure on that position for you know, guys that probably should have been drafted at number 20 are now going at number 10. Or Kenny Pickett last year, I did not think he was a first-round quarterback at all, but he still got drafted there. And then nobody else did to like, what, the third or fourth round almost? Yeah. Third round? So it's just yeah. like even Kyle Trask, you know, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's going to be interesting, second round, you know, second round draft pick. The GM comes out, I was like, hey, we didn't take him in the second round for nothing. Well, hey, in recent days, like recent years, it kind of seems like you did. I mean, like, you take a quarterback in the second round, it doesn't really feel like you're expecting him to be a starter. It's worked out for some teams, but, you know, not everybody. So we'll see with that. But And a couple of these teams that are looking at quarterback, they've had a veteran in to visit, and that's Derek Carr. The Saints, the Panthers, and the Jets have all talked to Derek Carr. And I do think, I don't remember if it was even, maybe it was us that was talking about it. I do think that he's trying to get another team involved. Or maybe this is just typical Jets fashion. We're going to use the Jets to increase the price tag with the New Orleans Saints. To me, it feels like Derek Carr wants to be with the Saints. He did the visit there. It felt like they were maybe even going to work out a trade. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. I think that was Derek Carr wisely saying, hey, don't trade any draft picks for me. I will come here. Let's work out a contract. Don't trade any picks. And now I think he might be using the Jets and maybe even the Panthers a little bit to say, let's increase that price tag. I am wanted. Out of the three of those, where would you rather go? Honestly, for me, it would be the Jets. And yeah, no I, I agree. I think the Panthers. I'm almost more excited about the Panthers than the Saints. Like, the Same. Saints cap situation is just absolute hell. And I wouldn't be surprised if they are in a situation where they feel like they need or just do move on from Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara is getting paid a ton. Defense is getting older. I mean, your defense was solid last year, but they're on the field so much that it didn't really matter what happened because the offense was just so bad. I feel like the Saints are going to have to be – they're going to have to blow it up and do a big rebuild pretty soon. And I'm I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't when they lost Drew Brees. 
I get it, though. Like, bring in a guy like Jameis for a year. See what happens. See if you can continue to build. I just don't think it's going to work. And like you said, Alvin Kamara is expensive. Michael Thomas is expensive. And they're veterans. The offensive line is pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Two. Like, I, just, I don't know how they're paying all these guys so much money. The, the defense, you don't really have a lot of stars on that defense. I mean, they're all getting older. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the other thing with it is they're kind of an older team. And, you know, you have Chris Olave and, again, Alvin Kamara on offense. So, like, there's some positives there. But outside of it, like, is there any really much you can do to help Derek Carr out if you, that's where he goes? Like, you just get those two targets? He had a ton of targets in L.A. Yeah. and didn't, wasn't able to do anything with it. Granted, they weren't able to stay healthy either. But if you look at the Panthers, and it's like at least you still have something there. You know, you got D.J. Moore. you got a young defense. If they can just be healthy for an entire season, I think they could be really good. In this division, I think Frank Wright's a good coach. He's wide open, yeah. Things just kind of started to fall apart with the Colts. And I think that was one of those, your message gets mm-hmm. stale thing. So they probably had to move on from him. Um, but I, I do think that he's still a good coach, and that could be a good fit with him in Carolina. But I, I don't know which domino is going to fall first. Aaron Rodgers makes the de- decision where Derek Carr signs. I would lean towards Derek Carr signing. <laughs> and I feel like that's where I think like, Derek Carr might sign first. Myself for Derek Carr. Because, I mean, maybe not if your decision is just to go to the Saints this whole time and it still gives Rodgers the opportunity to go to the mm-hmm. Jets. Because if Rodgers does go to the Jets, I think that's a great thing for them. And that division... I don't think it's just a lock for it to be the Buffalo Bills. And we can't forget about the Miami Dolphins either. I still can't help but wonder if, like, two is the guy going forward. I know we've kind of dabbled yeah, into that his, a little bit, but still, like, you got to do judo just to train, you know, cracking your head onto the turf and not get a concussion. I think McDaniel will give him another year, and ownership will give him another year. But honestly, I, it's not even so much the on-the-field stuff. It's yeah. the health, the, the, the concussions. Uh, that's a wild thing. Uh, to look at it, hopefully he figures it out. It was pretty fun when he was on the field. It was terrifying when he was laying there and couldn't control his arms or his hands. So hopefully he gets it fixed yeah. and figured out. Um, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. Uh, these report cards, the NFLPA did some surveys of the NFL teams, and they looked at like seven or eight different areas. I didn't even know they were doing this, and I'm incredibly glad that they released the surveys because, they, they like I said, they surveyed all the players. Players were able to... I guess, speak honestly with some anonymity there. Because it seems like from the reports I read, they were pretty honest. I I read the Chiefs, and I read some of the other lower teams uh, that that graded out pretty low. They looked at the treatment of families, which I thought was interesting, nutrition, weight room conditions, strength coaches, training rooms, training staff, locker rooms, and team travel. You had three teams grayed out very high. And I was very surprised at who those three teams were. The Minnesota Vikings, Miami Dolphins, and the Vegas Raiders. I, I would not have guessed any of those teams to be in the top five. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. It, you know, I think a lot of it in my brain is that I put so much into, like, the on-the-field stuff is what would still make players happy. But this is just looking at the off-the-field stuff. So congratulations to the Vikings, the Dolphins. And the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders have a new stadium. They've probably got some pretty new facilities, so that one makes a lot of sense. But also, you know, we used to make fun of the Bengals all the time. 
They're like, oh, they won't pay for, for stuff like this. And they won't, they won't pay for their scouts to travel. They won't do this. They're just a cheap team. It feels like maybe they got away from that a little bit. But, you know, other teams, uh, the Commanders scored very low. The Cardinals scored very low, and the Chargers scored very low. Three of the lowest teams. And just reading through this and looking at some of the stuff that the players complained about is pretty yeah. jaw-dropping. Even the Commanders, lack of warm water and issues with poor drainage in the showers. Ooh. How are you? This is a multi-billion-dollar business in the NFL. Each team is easily in the millions and valued at in the billions. If you want to buy an NFL team, you better have a check ready for $6 billion. That's your starting mark. And you're having problems with a lack of warm water and poor drainage well, in the showers? Well, wasn't the commanders that had the sewer pipe explode in the stadium like where the fans were sitting yeah yeah there's just yeah. spewing shit water like, everywhere uh, yeah i'm kind of not surprised the players don't even get warm water or this is properly draining like mm-hmm. i don't think yeah, people I mean, realize the value of actual plumbers if that job is done incorrectly it fucks up everything else you have going on in your house like, you have to redo everything and the plumbing is like one of the first things to go down after you dig the footings for the foundation of your house you have the plumber come out there, and he's like, okay, hey, these are where the pipes are going. This is where they come up. You build around this stuff. And if that's done wrong, yeah. you got to take down everything that's built around it. Yep. And that was talking construction with big country. But, like, again, it's like, that's the thing. It's like these $6 billion, you're going to buy this team, and you're going to have to immediately go build a new stadium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that stadium is terrible. And some of the other stuff that they looked at, was travel, uh, no first-class no first seats for the players. How are you still living in 2023? Again, multi-billion-dollar was that for business. the? That was for the Cardinals. That was, was for, for the, the Commanders. Commanders no first, mm-hmm. no first-class. I clicked seats. on another team. I think I saw it was for the Tennessee Titans. One of six teams that do not offer players first-class seats. Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs were another one of those actually. And it's just like very few. Hey, you know what? Seats. You don't need fucking first class. You just won the damn game. Go back there and celebrate. <laughs> like, go be with your team. Go be with your guys. Like, I can almost see it in that mindset of like, hey, there's no need for you guys to be excluded from the team. Like, you're all together. You sit back there. You ride together. Here you go. I do think that one is a little bit interesting because, like you said, there are only so many number of first class mm-hmm. seats available. You've got a 53 man roster. Andy Reid's not sitting. Oh, coach Mm-mm. in any plane. So he'll, he's first class for sure. You've probably got some kind of GM or, or ownership. You've got some people that are going to sit first class. So that one, I think it looks a little bit alarming, but I don't think it really is. I think that's something I want on my bucket list. No first class seat almost makes sense because you're almost just saying, hey, we're not giving anybody special treatment. Nobody's so I'm almost okay with so that. So that yeah. one could be, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it could be turned, you know, and you, you could you could form an argument around that. Oh, one for, and I think that's something I want to add to my bucket list. Let me get on a plane ride home with a winning team. I just because you just you. <laughs> that's a big I know, man, ticket. but like you hear. I'm more likely to go see the Coliseum than you are to ride in first class. I don't want to be first with class. With a winning team. Put me in coach and players, dog. I just want to freaking be able to watch it. Because, like, you hear players all the time, like, yeah, man, that's, like, one of the things I miss, playing right home after a win. Like the Kirk yeah. Cousins video. Like, I bet that is just absolutely electric. Like, it would be one of those moments where, like, let me just sit back and, like, watch these guys interact with each other and celebrate a win. 
Like, I think that would be awesome. Like the Super Bowl. This all really starts with Wolf of Wall Street when he goes on his bachelor party. And you're just like, I watched there's no way it's at to that level, right? But at the same time, it's still just no. like, partying no, maybe on a plane Bowl. would be fun. Not probably not yeah, the ladies or the drugs on the plane. Still, probably some pretty heavy yeah. partying though. Hockey players, I'm sure that it's, it's exactly the same. <laughs> I don't. But there's a big trophy how enough. How much baseball players party too? Like I think when those guys aren't swinging a baseball yeah. bat, they're chugging beers. I feel like that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Work out, swing a wooden bat, and chug beers. It's not a bad life Good for them. I'm just jealous. Um, another thing with the commanders is that players don't want to rehab at the facilities, not necessarily trusting the training staff. That's a, that's a crazy one. Our, our Chiefs were another team that was knocked for that. Um, that's almost like a basic need of you know, players should be able to trust the people mm-hmm. that are in the building and trust the facilities, especially coming off of an like injury. How many negatives need to be pointed at Dan Snyder and the functionality of the Washington Commanders before the NFL just says, hey, man, like, you're done. This is this business yeah. has failed. And I think these surveys are going to – the NFLPA, the Players Association, is the one that decided, like, we're going to put these out. I think these teams, these three teams, at least the Commanders and the Cardinals, they're going to get hit pretty hard because they scored mm-hmm. so low. Like, the Commanders already have a reputation. I think this is just going to make it worse. The one team that really surprised me on this list, more so than any team, more so than the Vikings being up here so high or the Raiders being so high, is how low the Cardinals are. The Cardinals, one of the top, or sorry, one of the bottom three teams in the league, and that the locker room was a health and safety risk. The one not only health and safety risk, right? Uh, Like the locker rooms in the facilities are old. That stadium's not that old. That's just. Like, is it just is it already in bad with, shape? Michael Bidwell paying for is upkeep? the owner, and I also think he's the president of the Cardinals. And to me, I think it's something that I've heard Jerry Jones kind of complained about, or be complained about, is that he's just too involved at times, and it gets in the way of how the team is being run or handled. And it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot by doing that. I think Michael Bidwell has done the same thing with the Cardinals. Where he is just too, yeah. he is just you, yeah. too involved with what's going on. It's like Aaron Rodgers, just and get out just of like, your own there's way. There's some things where he's just overlooking because, like, oh, it's fine. I have other things I need to worry about that'll get taken care of later. Well, then later turns into 10, 15 years, and you have players that are like, ah, yeah, this is garbage, dude. I don't want to come here. Mm-hmm. And another thing was that players are charged for their meals. That's stupid. It is. And even if you're in there and you're working out in the off season and you eat at the facility, they will do like a payroll deduct and get it, take it from your check. This is not the public school system them. where I'm having to deposit my lunch money because there's no money left over. It's a billion that dollar bill business. You just made this last year. You're welcome. I'm part yeah. of that. Are you paying me a couple mil for it? Yeah. You can also pay a couple hundred for my meals during the year. Thousand, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, you, you can do that. I mean, some teams that even said on the report, like, they provide mm-hmm. three meals a day. That's pretty nice. The, the Cardinals, I think, were one of the teams is like, oh, if you want dinner, that's fine. We're going to pay. You're going to have to pay for it. We'll box it up and we'll send it with you. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Are you doing? getting it catered? Are you having some catered every day? Because that's just a, a big waste that, of money. That goes right into the Chargers. Zero percent of the players say there's enough room in the cafeteria. Zero. 
No one, not one single player. So when they go back and they look at these surveys, I've taken surveys like this before. I'm sure a lot of us have. They can't be like, oh, 10%. I wonder which players. Not a single one. You have no player be like, yeah, cafeteria is good. Zero That's what makes me wonder is like, how old is this list here? Because like the Chargers, they have a brand new stadium. It was last year. Rams. Like, why are the Rams down here too then? Like, are the Rams players, are there, is their cafeteria better on the other side of the stadium, I guess? Well, their, their facilities, like their pra- practice facilities are going to be different, though. Ah, I guess that's true. So where you're spending yeah, a lot of that time is going to be different. That's the point I overlooked. <laughs> and another thing with the Chargers is that the uh, hot tub is often broken, and cold tub is n- not often cold. <laughs> and the fact Whoops. that they looked at this and said, hey, head trainer, deuces. You're out of yeah. here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which, those jokes have been going on for years. Uh, yeah, the Chargers, if the Chargers so, could stay, that's something I say at the beginning of every season. If the Chargers can stay healthy this year, they could be a dangerous team. Guess what they see, are unable to do? Stay healthy. Every Same year. thing with San Francisco, a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of these, I liked looking at the reports and seeing if the players thought that the ownership would invest money in making improvements and things like that. The majority of I didn't go through and, like, track my data on or any of it. Is it, it looked like a lot of these teams said no. They didn't think the owners would invest the money needed to keep you know, the facilities updated or that they wouldn't invest mm-hmm. money in that. Uh, yeah, it's true. I, I think what a lot of these teams do is they, they wait until the stadium is in rough shape. And then they say, oh, we're going to need tax dollars to pay for it, which I still think is an absolutely mm-hmm. terrible, terrible thing. And we are in Missouri. We are Kansas City Chiefs fans. If it comes down to me paying more in taxes or the Chiefs moving to Kansas, so long. <laughs> See you later. I'll, it, I mean, you know, honestly, the Kansas side is closer to me. It, it wouldn't Don't affect care. us I'll go over there. the tax dollars, right? It would just be people in Kansas City. No, it's probably, yeah. Yeah, it'd probably just be that county. But I do remember when the Rams were trying to get a new stadium. They were looking to tax everybody in the state. Wait, No. <laughs> Oh, move. Yeah. I don't care. I'm never going to go to a game there anyway. Boy, it's St. Four Louis hours away. Look right now. There's a video circulating Twitter of this one guy that just loads a gun and offs a homeless person right there on the sidewalk while one dude just sits in a building and records it. Mm-hmm. Not one Wild. person at one point in time said, hey, I'm going to call the cops. I can't wait for opening day. I'm so excited to go to St. Louis. Never been more I can imagine. You sent me that video this morning. And I even texted back, I'm like, I should probably wait until yeah. later to watch this, right? Uh-huh. I waited till later. Bananas, yeah. absolutely and it's crazy. The fact that, like, that kind of stuff I'm glad the video went away from it because I didn't want to see, you know what I mean, the actual deal. But it's just like, yeah. golly, man. Right there on the fucking sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Not even on, like, a side street. Like, I looked at the, the tweet preview that you sent, and I was like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to watch that yet. Not even on a side street. Like, there, there's traffic. Oh, there are yeah. cars driving by. You know, there's there are businesses there. It sounded like two or three gentlemen in a, in a building mm-hmm. recording it. And I did see some tweets and replies of like, why didn't these guys do anything? Because um, he's loading a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, should they have called the cops? I hope that there was somebody else. And they're like, yeah. hey, call the cops. This is getting out of hand. But even even then, I don't know what you're going to do in that moment. Uh, wild, though. But, yeah, I'm very excited about being in St. Louis on opening day. It's coming up, ain't it? Oh yeah, like a month. <laughs> March thirty. Nice knowing you, pal. Nice knowing you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Are you driving or? Yeah, you too. Are you driving? Are you driving? Okay. 
Why? Just making sure. It's like you would be <laughs> seeing a situation, be able to drive away. I've been like, oh, let me get out and help. And then it's like, uh, why don't you get your ass back in the driver's seat and drive me out of here? I'll tell you what I'm not going to be able to do. Run away if I'm walking downtown in that shitty town, You'll be fine. city, whatever yeah. you want to call it. If you're right there next to the stadium, you're fine. Yeah, if you get like a block away, you're in a terrible, terrible part of town. No, you, you have to go a couple blocks. Sorry, two blocks. I mean, what the way the thing that St. Louis has done is they've turned a lot of those old buildings and like renovated them to be like restaurants or like bar type set, settings. So it's like more like there's a lot more people walking around the street of St. Louis to where it feels a little safer, especially right there around the ballpark. Because then you have the Enterprise Center. Uh, I don't know if it's Enterprise Center anymore. And then your soccer stadium is down there. They have that little huge aquarium deal with the Ferris wheel a little bit further down too. So it's kind of neat. Just don't go to the arch. When was the last time you went to the arch? <sighs> High school. Yeah. I mean, I went up in it, and I was just like, this is cool. And then at the same time, I was like, get me down. Like, I, am, I can feel swaying. It's like, I do not like this at all. It's probably been 10 years and since I've been like the little teardrop arch. thing you got to get into right up to the top of it. Super awkward. Yep. We went just to check it off the box. We were in St. Louis for a little guys weekend. Went. Absolutely terrible part of town. Yeah. As an adult male, I didn't feel safe walking there. Even in a little park area? I, oh, I thought nope. I was. I mean, I was in high school, so I didn't think anything of like, ooh, someone's going to try and rob me. I'm just like, do, 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 do. look at this. I'm in St. Louis. People are always amazed when they talk to me or you know, a couple other guys that we hang out with about St. Louis. I'm like, why don't you like it? I, terrible. Terrible experience in that. How city. long ago was that? Ten years ago. Oh, yeah. Watch, you're so going to come back. A while like, ago. You know what? <laughs> I kind of liked it. And I'm going to be like, okay, I get it. I'm not going to be like, told you so. I'm just going to be like, okay, hey. I, will I want you to feel. I want you to know that it's okay for you to admit that to me, that I will not make fun of you for it. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I will not sit on a bad take. If, if I'm wrong about something, I will change it. It has been a long time since I've been to St. Louis. We'll see what happens on opening day. I, I know that that experience is going to be cool. The Clydesdale, like the we Dalmatian KU, right up there. That went to KU for a basketball game. I do not like Kansas. I like them a lot more than I yeah. did a month ago. Like now that I see videos inside so this, much the more arena, I'm like, dude, I've been in there and I get it. Yep. And that is what is going to happen with me and the Cardinals. I'm going to get in that stadium. You're probably going to feel mm-hmm. the history and be like, mm, you know what? This yeah. is pretty cool. Those horses are big. Massive. And then, like, the, the ballpark village, like, you at least have to go over there and get a drink just so you can experience that, too. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. get a couple of them. It's packed. So, like, and if it, you get a couple of them or them the first time, or you might not get a second one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that was talking baseball and opening day and how much St. Louis sucks. <laughs> I'll report back in a month. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to it. I want a full-page report. Double See how it goes. Yeah. Um, a little bit of basketball for you today uh, because there was, there's been some pretty big news. Kevin Durant making his debut with the Suns tonight, yeah. uh, right now as we do this has already scored his first points. It's so weird to see these players flip-flop back and forth between numbers. We were talking yep. about LeBron, and we're going to here in a little bit too. To see Kevin Durant back in number 35 almost seems weird. I, You know what? I didn't know he was going back to 35, so that's news to me. So that's uh-huh. honestly kind of exciting too with it. And we saw Stephen A. Smith get asked a question before uh, the game started tonight with the Cavs and Celtics, what we currently got on, uh, playing in the background as we're doing this, is the Phoenix Suns the number one team in the West now. He said, whoa, I'm not going to say that yet because I don't want to discredit, you know, what the Denver Nuggets have going on. Completely respect that. If Kevin Durant is playing at any level of what we used to see him play at with this team in Phoenix, 
look yeah. out, man. I almost feel like that's going to be unstoppable. And I respect that take, too, because I do think that there was an era where you could just be the mm-hmm. super team. And you just figure it out. Oh, our talent's better than anybody else. I think there are still enough teams that are, that are good enough that even with the Phoenix Suns being pretty loaded, I do think that you have to figure out how to play mm-hmm. with each other. Where does Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker fit in with it? What's yeah. Chris Paul going to be like? Is Aiden involved at all? I, I definitely think they're going to be scary. If I had to make a bet right now for who's going to win the Western Conference, he would probably be the Suns. I don't know if that's a good yeah. bet. But it, it could happen. But it also, you know, Kevin Durant, I love him. He really hasn't done much as far as championships or runs without the Warriors. Never happened in Brooklyn, of course. That was about two inches ran. away from changing everything that happened, though. I mean, yeah. damn Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it will be interesting to see that, though. Uh, we're, really, we're coming down to, I think there's like 20 games mm-hmm. left in the season. And the Denver Nuggets have a, a pretty commanding lead in the Western Conference. What's wild about the Western Conference, and I know we talk about it all the time, don't really pay a lot of attention to the NBA. Denver Nuggets are number one. That doesn't surprise me as a fairly casual NBA fan. The Memphis Grizzlies at number two seed in the Western Conference. That's mm-hmm. kind of surprising. I, I expected them to take a little bit of a leap. I didn't know that it would be so soon. The one that is absolutely just floors me and I don't even understand. The Sacramento Kings are the number three and seed. Seven in the games back. And on a four game winning like, streak, seven to three in the last ten games. And here's the thing. Two years ago, we were saying this team sucks moving to Kansas City. Let's get the Kansas City Kings, Kansas City Royals, Kansas City Chiefs here. Uh-huh. That'll be perfect. They're not fucking leaving uh-huh. Sacramento. Not anytime soon. Not with this type no. of performance. It's like, what players do they have? All right, De'Aaron Fox is good. Sabonis is pretty solid. He's an is, uh, all-star again. That's about it. Then you've got some other pretty solid guys. Keegan Murray's not a bad player. Harrison Barnes feels like he's been in the league for a million years. It just not a whole lot of like star talent there, but they're number three in the Western Conference, and you don't do no, that. And that's accident. the thing we just talked about with the Suns, right? It's like how are they all going to play together? Well, the Kings right now they play together pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would still love just just going through here. The Suns are the four seed, the Warriors are the five seed. We'll see what happens when Steph gets healthy. Uh, he's eyeing a return mm-hmm. pretty soon, so uh, maybe next week for his return. We'll see what happens there. The L.A. Clippers, man, that's another team where when Kawhi and Paul George went there, I thought, ooh, this is going to be It's over for everybody else. It's just been I think Kawhi's finally been back a little bit, so I think he's kind of still getting to the pace of play and ready to rock and roll fully, which has been kind of fun, but it's still just like. I could see them being a team that turns it on in the playoffs. Like, let's just get in and then we'll make some noise. Or they could be the yeah. team that gets in and then just completely collapses with like, ooh, hey, we're not all used to playing together. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to handle these tough moments because we're not used to being in a situation <laughs> together. You want me to play three games uh, in one coach, week? I don't know, man. Whew. I'm going to have to take a night off here, coach. Sore. I, can't, I don't understand why. No, I'm just not used to the workload here. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, that's always going to be an interesting team. Keep going. The Dallas Mavericks have not been playing well since the Kyrie trade. I do think some of that could be figuring out how to play along with each other, especially those two ball-dominant guards. That's going to be – there's going to be a – I love how we term. use the term ball-dominant. They're ball hogs. Like, they both are oh, for sure. Geez. But when they do distribute, yeah, they both it's like, ball 60% of the time. look at that. That was a good pass. Yeah, and that one, that's another one that could just be scary. 
Uh, the Timberwolves, we'll see what happens. They made some moves. The Utah Jazz don't know how they're up there. The Pelicans at number 10 feels like they're always a yeah. 10. <laughs> the two teams, honestly, they're just really disappointing for me in the Western Conference. The Trailblazers, like eventually Dame's got to leave or we got to quit making excuses for him. I don't think it's him anymore, man. I mean, he put up 71 points the other night, and they still almost lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, who was it against? Was it against Oklahoma City? My thing with it is you got to be better than the 10th. you got to be better than the And he's Utah been dealing Jets. with a little bit of an injury this year too, right? At the beginning of the season, was he still nagging from last year? Yeah. And what? I think with Dame, I wish he would force his way out. Like, I really would. Like, I get he's one of those guys that's very loyal, and he's done a podcast or something. He's like, if I win a championship with Portland, like, it's game over for everybody else. Like, you're never going to hear the end of me. And I don't blame him for that. But at the same time, it's like, man, like, I would like to see. You're one of those players in the league that deserves to win and might not get to because of the situation that you just kind of allowed yourself to stay in. And he might be, honestly, that's a rare breed. Yeah. Usually guys in this era, the last you know, 10, 15 years of the NBA, you find a way to get on a winning Well, it's team. because of legacy. I mean, at some point you got to realize, like, do I want to be remembered? Oh, I'd Or is it just like, yeah, I want to be a guy that played for this team for Being the 20 loser. years and never did anything? Mm-hmm. It felt like they were close a couple of years ago. They made a nice little playoff run. Uh, was it 2020 in the uh, bubble? When they were they were solid in the bubble, then made a little bit of a run. It felt like they should have made, regardless of when it was. It felt like they should have made a more aggressive move to bring in somebody to play. Well, they had CJ McCollum, right? So it was like they had their mm-hmm. guards. They were missing that big guy. Yeah, or I think they honestly probably even traded, should have traded McCollum, and they brought in yeah. somebody else that was a little bit better. Because now it's it's almost a situation where Dame or nothing. What's best for Damian Lillard and what's best for the Trailblazers yeah. is a split. Try to bring in some, you know a bunch of draft picks and try to replace them that way because they, there's no reason why the Trailblazers should be on the outside of the playoffs looking in. They're not even a 500 team. And of course, the other team that's very disappointing is the Lakers. And now LeBron James hurt. They they I thought they finally made some good roster moves. Mm-hmm. They did. I mean, those and to probably completely redid games. their team. And then LeBron gets hurt, and it looks like he's he's going to be out at least two weeks, and then they're going to revisit and look at his, uh, I think it was his ankle or his, yeah, his foot. right ankle. Revisit that and look at it. That's tough. I, and I do respect the hell out of LeBron. He, he's getting to the point in his career where he's getting into the mm-hmm. late part of the season. Yep. He's getting hurt. I hate load management. But for like... 37-year-old LeBron James, kind of get it, man. Yeah, if you're 25 years old and you don't want to play back-to-back nights, like, screw you, man. But if LeBron wants to sit out a game uh, against Oklahoma City, sit out a game against Oklahoma City. Because it might be a wear and tear thing. Because he takes great Mm -hmm. care of his body. I mean, and even that win that they had the other night was against Dallas Mavericks. They came back and won that game. Mahomes was in, you know what I mean? And there's that clip that's kind of made its way around Twitter, too, where LeBron makes his way over to the sideline. And he's like, you're not the only one playing on a fucked up ankle right now. And it's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Lakers come back and win that game. It's great. But now he's out for the next couple of weeks. Do the Lakers have anybody else that they can truly rely on? Like, well, truly rely on. Anthony Davis is out. Shunk. He's not playing. So it's like, then no, there's not anybody. Why is Anthony Davis out? Yeah. Why? Explain to me why he plays. That's more surprising. When he is the in. biggest puss I've ever seen in the NBA. <laughs> And I would say that to his face. You have to jump or stand I would, on a ladder. Right here. Yeah. You're a puss. Oh, he's soft. He's soft. He's weak. 
I don't blame you. I'm just saying the logistics of it all. Just, I'm just, just going to need to bend down. Man. Just be, mm-hmm. be better. Um, how about this one, though? We talked about the Memphis Grizzlies. I've been a big John Morant guy since his days yeah. at Murray State. I'm off that train. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of I, starting I, to head that way with you. I, I, I watched you jump, and I'm kind of like, mm, that's not a bad idea. That's kind of about where I'm sitting. It just the way that he carries himself. I loved it when he was mm-hmm. the underdog. Now he's, he's too cocky. He's got the same arrogant. attitude as the top guy. That's like, hey, like. Well, he's got the same career arc as Russell Westbrook. Mm. It's the same thing of like, man, this dude's super athletic. If he ever really puts it all together, he's going to be one of the best players in the league. And I think we're seeing Ja put it together. I don't like the way that he's carrying himself. The, the trash talk, the arrogance, uh, not playing great defense. And then it comes out earlier today that he allegedly punched a 17-year-old kid 12 to 13 times during a pick Last summer. What and then are you doing? And then, and, yeah, and then waved a gun at this kid. Like, what are you doing? And I get it. Like, this kid's 17. He's probably – he could be mm-hmm. a grown man. Could be 6'8", you know, kid. 220, just like barreling right. him up in the post or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But still, you are a professional athlete. You are a multi-million dollar. You're an NBA mm-hmm. superstar. And there's constant just problems like this. I, I believe it was Ja Morant's camp of like, oh, they might be pointing gum, guns at a team bus. Like, what is going on? Like, that's a situation where they got to look at this because it is. Is that like, and I don't want this to come off the wrong way. Did he grow up, like, with that being the norm for him? Or is that something that he's just kind of, like, led, like just kind of led himself into? Yeah, is it fake tough? Exactly. Or is that I think that's from? the best way to put it, where it doesn't come off really or, you know, any ill intentions was how someone could possibly perceive that. And I don't. Because I don't it's know. just like. Why are we behaving this way if that's not the way his, we came his up? His dad is always involved in things, and it's never positive. Like, probably since draft night. I don't uh, even know if I've seen it. The only thing I really see of his dad, dad, honestly, is just being on the sideline, like just dabbing him up after big shots, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. But, like, I'm not. Yeah. But even, like, the Shannon Sharp yeah. stuff. Like, why, why is your dad talking shit to people? And Shannon Sharp, of all people. Like, Shannon Sharp, I get it, in a sense, because he's going to run his mouth back. But, like. You're you're not in the spotlight, Dad. Like this isn't this isn't about you. This isn't you. I'm happy you're here, but it's like quit drawing attention to yourself because you're making me look bad. Like I feel like that's kind of where that falls into. Yeah, the family members in professional sports now. It's you're in the public. You know, eye surprisingly, he's done a very good job with this ever since his son's got in the league. And maybe I'm just not hearing anything or seeing it. Lavar Ball. He got his sons yeah, into the league and has been, I feel like, to me, crickets. Even LaMelo Ball. And maybe it's, maybe it's fatigue. People just mm-hmm. got sick of talking to him. But uh, you, don't, you don't hear much of him anymore. I don't know what reason. Maybe it is the media is like, this guy's annoying. We're not going to give him Or is that, the, hey, he time. was right about his sons. His sons are uber talented, and they can lead a franchise. Just watch him play. And maybe that was his MO the whole time. Like, hey. My boys aren't getting the intention they deserve. I'll do what I can to get here. Boom, here it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it was a lot like the, you know, Amon Ross mm-hmm. St. Brown, his dad and his brothers. Like, hey, I'm going to give you a weird name because people are going to remember it. Yeah, kind of worked out. Uh, Lavar did a great job of promoting his kids and mm-hmm. getting two out of three into the NBA. Well, one kind of ruined himself, but <laughs> sticky fingers. <laughs> right. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't talk about the Eastern Conference at all. The Eastern Conference, there are three or four teams that I think are really, really good. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Everyone else is real bad. 
the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Giannis. They're on a 15-game winning streak right now, though. And that's with Giannis battling through some injuries and not Win a win a chicken dinner. So, <laughs> Cheesy guy. <laughs> so we'll, I still like the Bucs. I, I would like to see them repeat and win another championship. The Boston Celtics are a team. I still love watching them, too. Those are two of my favorite teams in the league right now. Jason Tatum and Giannis are two guys that I root for very heavily. And the Celtics have been really good recently, too. They're 7-3 and three mm-hmm. in their last 10. The 76ers are the three seed in the Eastern Conference. I like Joel Embiid. I cannot root for a James Harden team. How come? I don't like him. I feel like, and I get that, and I take a deep breath because I'm figuring out how I try, I'm trying to word this. James Harden is like one of those guys whose like body language ruins how good of a player he is. Yeah. Oh, like it just player. He just acts like he, it, it, I shouldn't even say he acts like, it looks like he doesn't care. He also, yeah, I was going to say, he looks like the kind of guy that if he had any amount of work ethic, which I'm sure that he does mm-hmm. because he's an NBA great. But it, it just doesn't feel that way. It doesn't. Built, yeah, it doesn't look like he's working super hard. And maybe that is just like that's him and his personality because I'm sure that he does put in the work. He's a great mm-hmm. shooter, great ball handler. He's, I think, leading the league in assists. It just looks like he doesn't care. And that's tough for me. And that is just completely reading the book, but you know, cover. And the thing like is, it. with James Harden, he might be one of the coolest. He might be one of the best teammates ever. Where he's just like, be. hey, boys, like after this, we're gonna put in some work, going to the strip club, huh? trying to get my Although, jersey hung up somewhere else. Yeah, I did see a report that there's an opportunity he might rejoin the Houston Rockets. Why? <laughs> You're third, third in the East. Yeah, why? Why would you want to do that? I, stay with Joel Embiid, where things Honey, are going why? pretty well for you. Maybe it's Embiid. Maybe he's not a good teammate. Maybe he's running people out. I don't know. He seems like a pretty funny. Embiid? Dude. I feel like Embiid's a douchebag. Yeah. Oh my god! You think so? Yes. I think I bet Embiid. He's been the biggest best guy in his whole life. Everyone's always been like, "Oh, Joel, Joel, Joel," and he's just like, oh, "I am Joel Embiid. I am the best." I know that's not how he talks, but I just imagine that's how his voice sounds in his head because I just. <laughs> Who would you rather have, Joel Embiid or Jokic? Yeah, because Jokic yeah. is a guy who Jokic. just goes out and plays basketball. Just lets the game uh-huh. come to him. Plays naturally. I, I actually, I really like Jokic, too. And I like that people try to mess with him. I, and honestly, I'm just gonna say it. I think some people look at him and like, oh, you're you're a white guy in the league. Oh, you're probably you're not a white over, you know, out of shape white guy. Yeah, not athletic. Like you, he can't jump, and he's still. I mean, he might win the MVP again. Dropping 25 points a night and 12 rebounds. And he's averaging 10 assists. He's averaging a Mm triple-double as a center in the NBA. But I I like it when people try to test Jokic. He's He's going to go home and ride that little horse cart thing with his MVP trophy (laughs) and just be like, I'm not even going to flip you guys off because, again, I don't care. I, I'm yeah, from I here. I don't care at all. I don't. You know what I mean? He's like, I got my money. This is like how that, I'm he living. just comes to America. He's like, I just can't wait to go back home. You know, this, this is my best horse. This job what pays real well. About? I kind of like it. I don't need a hundred thousand dollar car. I wonder if he goes home and everyone's like, so like, how's the work been? He's like, ah, good. He just rides away like just <laughs> his freaking buggy just <laughs> dragging on the gravel road. Yeah, uh, the fourth team in the East that I think is actually pretty good is the yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I think adding Donovan Mitchell to that team, I think it was a great move. You've got some young guys. 
Evan Mobley's there too. In the chat, keep an eye on him. I absolutely agree. I mean, the fact that you're having this much success, you know, another team that's going 73 in the last 10, six and a half games out of first place, I doubt you probably get there, but you never know. It's just the fact that you're here and it's without LeBron and that you've built the team, you know, moving on from the guys that were also there with LeBron. Like Kevin Love, you've moved on from him. And so now you're moving into this new area of Cleveland Cavaliers basketball with, hey, Donovan Mitchell, Spida, is the leader of this team here. Go have some fun. Go win. You know, go win a series in the playoffs and make a push for a finals appearance. Again, without LeBron. They, I was just going to say, they're another team that I, I find myself rooting for. And it, I know it comes off the wrong way. It always does. It's because I would like to see them win without mm-hmm. LeBron. You know, I, even with the Patriots, I kind of wanted to see them win without Tom Brady. I kind of wanted to see Tom Brady win without the Patriots. It just, I kind of like those yeah. redemption stories. And I, I'd really like Donovan Mitchell. I think he's a phenomenal player. I would like to see him win one. So there, there are teams where I would just be 100% okay if they won the NBA Finals. And there are three teams in the East. I don't want to see the 76ers do it. Would I be happy if the Bucks did? Yep. Celtics, yes. Cavs, yes. I think those are three realistic options that I would be happy about. In the Western Conference, I'd be happy if the Nuggets did it. In a, in a strange turn of events, I don't think I want the Grizzlies to. I was almost a Grizzlies fan one You don't year want to ago. see the Grizzlies win? I think win. I'm out. I don't want to see the Grizzlies win the Man. finals. Man. Yeah, it was a big heel turn for me. Are you okay? The Kings, let's go. I don't want to see the, to I see want to see that. the Kings just have a complete demise. I want an NBA team and in Kansas, Kansas City. City. Unless it's like, hey, we're expanding yeah. as the NBA, we'll put a team in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Phoenix Suns, I'd be okay with that one too. I love Chris Paul. I like Devin Booker. And I love Kevin Durant. I would be okay with them. The Warriors, don't want to see the Warriors do it. Clippers, I don't know where I stand on the Clippers. They're really annoying, but I do like Kawhi Leonard when he plays. I like watching him play. That, that's a great way to say that too, because with the Clippers, it's like I almost want to see Paul George went too. He's been, you know what I mean? He had that great run with the Pacers yeah. there. It was him and uh, was it Hibbert and a couple other players that were there. Yeah, Roy uh, Hibbert. They gave uh, they LeBron did. some strength. I mean, Chris Bosch going down with that abdominal injury really almost just let the Pacers kind of sneak past the, the heat there to, to knock him out. And it was kind of yeah. one of those deals, too, with Paul George, where it's like, man, he's just so talented. There are the rumors of him going to L.A. to play with Kobe, where he said, hey, like, if Kobe asked me to come to L.A., like, it's going to be hard to say no. And then he ends up going elsewhere, and now he finds his way in L.A., and it's just kind of like, okay, hey, is this a possibility? And we don't know. Yeah. Not a lot of NBA season left, but I, we're starting Look to – Look at us, though. The games yeah. matter now. You know, it, like, even LeBron getting hurt – that happens two months ago, and it's like, eh, there's still a lot of season left. Now you're getting to the point where guys are going to have to start playing through injuries, and load management isn't going to be as much of an option, at least for some of these teams. You know, like tonight we're watching the Cavs and the Celtics play. Like, you, you need your players here. You need your stars. These guys are fighting for yeah. seeding in the Eastern Conference. And also, you just – I think there's something, too, wanting to beat these teams in the regular season, just going into the postseason of, all right, we already did it once. You know, or whatever your record is against these guys. Uh, I think it means a lot. And then, you know, having Jalen Brown back for the Celtics, there's a lot going on in the NBA. And apparently, we are going to continue to have discussions about them. I think we've made it. I think we're NBA oh, season mean, ready. March Madness is right around the March corner. March 1st. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to happen at Christmas. It didn't. 
I thought maybe in January. No. Well, February, it's kind of hard uh, to when your Chiefs making Super Bowl run, and you know, it's just like, hey, like, the NBA can wait. Yeah, here we are. Here we are in March, March first, watching basketball. <laughs> it is exciting though. I love basketball season. We're finally there. Uh, NFL off season too. Baseball right around the corner. It's a great time. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us and, and being with us. Through all yeah. of our nonsense, I feel like we, we got into some. It's good having topics. the boys back in the chat. Jake, Bryce, Tyler. All we were missing yeah, was Brooks. Like old times. I mean, I know. Brooks and then my mom just Brooks. sitting there saying weird stuff and Jacob apologizing. Oh, your mom was texting me. <laughs> that wasn't in the chat. That's embarrassing. Yeah, we'll see you we'll guys see next time. There it is. All right, take it easy. We'll talk to you guys later.